welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. G'day, mate! Throw on your Priscilla frocks, put your shrimp on the Barbie, and head on down to the Shire with the Hobbits, because the Aussies and Kiwis are about to show the world how they drag. RuPaul and Friends are bringing the international hit to a different hemisphere, and it's time to break it all down as we preview the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. And for the first time in Block Talk history, we're recording on both hemispheres. Joining me to talk about everything we know so far is Astoria's drink and drag queen, Nicole Anadime, and my future Aussie husband, Tom Fay, welcome. Hello. Hey. <laughs> so this is exciting because oh. I've, I've never um, recorded on both uh, hemispheres. So this is cool. This is a first. This is fun. Um, there's a 14-hour time difference. So getting this happen is a miracle. Um, <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> right, literally. Good morning. But what time do you normally wake up? Um. The alarm goes off at seven. I get up okay, at so, eight thirty. Yeah, fair, fair. So I feel less bad about this. But yeah, um, no, where, where in Australia are you recording from? I am in Sydney. Nice, and that's probably the only city most people know. Yeah, it's the only city worth knowing. <laughs> ah! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, doing my little research for this, there's there's more cities than Austra- uh, than Sydney in Australia. I was so surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the fun thing about doing UK is learning about the UK geography that I was like, I don't understand it whatsoever. Yeah, I thought everywhere was London. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and if you're, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's it was fun. Do I still understand it? No. Do I understand all of the different dialects? No. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, for the listeners, a fun game we're going to start today. Drink every time I say "crikey" or "a dingo ate my baby" throughout the season. If I do it, drink it. <laughs> Take a shot if RuPaul says anything slightly offensive to the Australians or New Zealand culture. So get ready for that one. After that first episode of UK season one, oh boy, she butchered a lot. It's rough. Um, but before we dive into the season, I want to do a little bit of um, homework for us um, about the, 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 the things that make Australia and New Zealand so special. First off, Tom, can you educate us on the difference between the two accents? Okay, so um, the I once heard it described as the Australian accent is nasal and annoying, but the New Zealand accent is very nasal and irritating. Okay. Just that their vowels are very strong. So it's like a difference between irritating and irritating. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear that. I can it's hear. a more dramatic version of the Australian accent. I right, guess. okay. Yeah. Um, Nicole, have you ever had to do an Australian or New Zealand accent in your acting days? 
Um, I did have to do it for an audition for Priscilla once. Uh-huh, and, and how'd uh, that go? I did not book it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it fair. That's fair. Well. <laughs> it's it's difficult. It's very hard for us Americans to capture. Give it a try. Except when I try to do a British accent, then it <laughs> becomes an Australian accent. Right, right. It, it's it, it's it's hard. Um, but aside from that, what are like the gay rights in Australia and New Zealand like? How free and open are y'all? Uh, uh, yes, we're 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 doing better. Um, mm-hmm. in New Zealand legalized same sex marriage a while ago. Uh-huh. I can't remember what year that was. It was early in the 2010s, I believe. Um, Australia legalized same-sex marriage in 2017 after a national vote, which was mm-hmm. a great time. Um, but overall, we do pretty well here for the most part. Everybody's very supportive, very open. Yeah. And you have a big Mardi Gras. And we do have a big Mardi Gras. Not this year, but uh, yes. That's that's fair. That's fair. Generally, yes. Call me when they have it. <laughs> 2023 World Pride is going to be Sydney, Australia. So Field trip! Go. I'm going. Oh, let's go. Yes. Let's do it. Let's go. Pack your bags. <laughs> now, obviously, in, in America, we have very varying styles of drag. Each city has its own style. Sometimes it's more campy comedy in Broadway. Sometimes it's all pageanty. What would you say drag is like in Australia and New Zealand if there is a difference? I'd be saying that Australian drag does tend to be very campy mm-hmm. um, from what I have seen compared to, like, look, most of what I've seen of US drag is on Drag Race. Um, I've only been there a handful of times to see drag live. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, Australia does lean towards the ultra camp, silly, dumb. Yeah. I mean, th- this entire cast seems incredibly campy. I think every single one you would consider a campy queen. Yeah. Which is not what we do in America. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's no, a different show. No. That's a very different show. <laughs> let, let, let's dive into the facts that we know so far. Drag Race Down Under will premiere on May 1st, 2021. It will air on WoW Presents Plus, Stan Australia, and TVNZ. It will be hosted by RuPaul with Michelle Visage and Australian comedian Reese Nicholson. Um, Nicole, are you familiar with Reese Nicholson? Um, I wasn't until I saw his picture and I said, damn, he's cute. <laughs> yes. Um, does that mean you also find Conan O'Brien cute? No. <laughs> um, if you have not seen uh, when Reese was in America, him and Conan did a whole skit uh, where he basically like was his son. And it was a whole joke because they are very similar. Oh. Um, now, Tom, what can you tell us about Reese Nicholson? Um, <laughs> ah, that's great. Um, his best friend's really hot. That's that's all I've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been following him on Instagram for quite some time. Uh, and when I had like posted about it, like he saw my post, so that was really cool. Um, oh, but yeah. no, I I was honestly surprised that he was going to get the call and not Joel Creasy. Hmm. Because, I mean, one, he's gorgeous. Two, he's a little more known in America, at least. And Joel Crazy, like, commentated Eurovision for us. So, like, you know, right. it's his sort of 
he's done that hosting commentating gig before. I feel like, um, but that's fine. Reese yeah. is hilarious. So <laughs> yeah, Reese will be fine. I mean, I'm sure. To it. I'm sure at some point we'll have a guest appearance from Joel, whether it's this season or in a future season. Um, but we did learn that there will be some virtual guest judges. Um, so we have Tiko Watiti, Danny Minogue, and He's my favorite. And finally, finally making her drag race debut, Kylie Minogue. Ah! <laughs> finally doing it. They finally locked her down. Now, I know that she's been living in London for quite some time. And I know she will, she'll be moving back to Australia if she has not already. When they filmed this, was she still in London? Is that why it's virtual? Um, possibly, but also if she were to... So at the time of filming, Australia New Zealand had... If you were coming from another country, you had to quarantine for 14 days. So it probably just did not fit in with fair. her schedule to sit in a hotel room for two weeks doing nothing. Um, That's fair. So she's an international superstar. She needs release to more disco. Yeah, she's right. a busy girl. She's got things to do. Um, so yes, I dare say that's probably the main reason. Um, I'm unsure as to whether she's in Australia or London at the moment. I'm also fully convinced that she's going to be on UK three, but we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see when we get to that. We'll see. Yeah. Because um, we need a physical appearance from Kylie Minogue. She's want to do this forever. So. Um, and speaking, this is going off topic for a little bit, but speaking of people who want to guest judge, it has been rumored that Cher has said she wants to do it. So expect Cher on season 14, if it works out. Oh God. Yes. (laughs) So this season was not typical casting. This cast was completely recruited. There was no audition process like we do here or in uh, Canada or UK. They found these people, which kind of makes a little sense. Um, <laughs> and as we go through them, we'll understand why certain people were brought on. But the other thing we know is we've seen in the teaser, the workroom. Um, the workroom looks like it was very low budget. Put together in a week and said, here you go. This is what you get. What did you think about the workroom? It looks small. Yeah, it does. It looks a lot smaller. <laughs> But hey, there's there's no COVID, so it's fine. They're all quarantined. They're all, they can be close together. Right. Yeah. I mean, they've probably all been close together before. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> now, what do you want to see? Let, let's go through some of the things that usually happen on drag race season. Let's see what we want in this season. What challenges are you expecting and, and hoping for? The singing challenge. Mm-hmm. The I feel girl, like it's like become a, the staple of like the girl group song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, when you strike gold twice in UK, you're going to try to right. emulate it everywhere you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm assuming, obviously, we're going to get a snatch game. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think there are a lot of Americanized Australian people we can expect might see on a snatch game. Some people like, you know, Nicole Kidman or Rebel Wilson um olivia newton john bindi or steve Irwin, i'm sure tom who should we expect that we're gonna have to do a lot of research on who who do the aussies and kiwis love um i dare say there will be a a kath day night or a mm-hmm. or a kim um and we've seen kath on uh, we have UK. seen kath yeah we saw a version of kath on uk um <laughs> and there are like some 
politician type people that I feel like could come up who would be mm-hmm. hilarious on Snatch Game, however, are not going to be recognizable to anybody else in the world. Um, but just because they're big, funny personalities like our versions of Trump and people like mm-hmm. that, um, that are just fun to make fun of, really. Nice. Um, yeah. As for like your Nicole Kidman's, like your big, your big Australian celebrities, I feel like maybe aren't big enough personalities to. If don't That's fair. Game, um, I'm unsure as to how you might make Nicole Kidman funny. Well, if anyone's seen um, that show on HBO, just wear a lot of scarves and, and jackets and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, runways. What runways do you think they're going to throw out there? I don't even... I mean... I mean... Can we expect there has to be some Priscilla-inspired runway, right? Sure, right, like the, the old school, yeah, the old camp. Feathers and headdresses and animals. I'm sure they that's something like that's going to happen. <laughs> um, it would be nice I to w- see a design challenge, like an actual yeah. like sewing design challenge, because we haven't really gotten that in a while. That's true. That's fair. Or at least um, a good one. <laughs> now, looked in the preview that they're starting the season off with some photo shoot thing. And it looks kind of like Mad Max inspired. So I was like, a that little. would be a cool runway, but it looks like they're going to save that for this um, other challenge. Cause I guess that's the only thing Australia is known for is Mad Max. Um, I was distracted at that part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I wonder why. Is, um, yeah. Very yummy. <laughs> I'm excited to learn who this pit crew is. Cause they, they are very, very, Delicious, and um, I'm shocked that Tom's not on it, but maybe next season. Next season. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how we go. Do you think, Do you, now obviously, like, everyone thinks Down Under, we're talking only about Australia, but we got to give the Kiwis some love, give New Zealand some love. Will there be a Hobbit runway? Oh my God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> they right? do the whole runway on their knees. Yeah, there you go, that'd be fun. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey, remember, they did a whole mermaid runway in wheelchairs, so... They did. All bets are off. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, and then in the UK and Canada, they decided that their lip sync songs are going to honor the artists of their homeland. So, what lip sync songs do you expect to hear in this first season? Um, some Kylie. Obviously. obviously. Hopefully, um, something from uh, disco. Yeah. Hopefully. That'd be nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> it'd be funny to throw in some Keith Urban. No, please, no, thank you. No, thank no you. see, no, if they're gonna you. if they're gonna throw like a curveball, I'll tell you who they're gonna throw in. It's gonna be like ACDC or In Excess. That's where mm, they're gonna throw yes, in some craziness. Yes, yes. Um, I would love to not hear Iggy Azalea personally. I don't think you will. Good, good. <laughs> um, I think the world is on agreement. I think I'm I think sure. Yeah, I am sure we'll hear a minute work down under at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe Xanadu. Good. That would be a fun one. Ooh, yeah, that would. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> I, uh, the song "Dance Monkey" by Tones and I, I love, which is which could be a fun. Oh. No, you don't like it. Oh God! Uh-oh. What's wrong, no. Tones and I? No, no. You don't like her? Sorry. No, for me. Okay. Um, the other curveball I'll throw out there, actually two more. Um, Tragedy by the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, good fun song because, you know, Steps is their version of it. 
Um, torn by Natalie Imbruglia, right? Obviously. Yes, has to. Yeah. So th- those are my my predictions. We'll see which ones last. Oh, obviously Sia. Sia is going to be in there at some point, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So exciting. We got some song options. Australia has some good artists. That's crazy. Who knew? <laughs> now, who, 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 are, who are some famous New Zealand artists? Do are there are there any? Lord. Oh, true. That's true. <laughs> Definitely expect Lord. I did not I know. I forgot she was about her. Yes, yes, that, that checks out. Um, That's about Crowded it, apparently. House? I don't know if you know Crowded House. No, not no? familiar. Okay. No, I, I wasn't. No, yeah. yeah I've right experienced thing. a Crowded House. <laughs> <laughs> so those are just like the things we wanted to throw out there. Predictions, things we desire. Anything else that you're hoping to see this season before we dive into the Queens? More leaked uh, photos. <laughs> We love those. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm single. <laughs> I am hoping for a big old gay Australian musical something. Yeah. Oh, that'd top. be so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we're going to dive in and talk about the queens. The way we do it on the podcast, when we are spoiler-free, we all rank them, and then the average ranking will go from worst to first. Um, so listeners, this is our worst to first order based on how we all rank them. So don't yell at us. Don't at us. Um, opinions vary because some of them are all over the map. Are you find out? Are you ready to find out who's number 10? I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> all right. Coming in at number 10. It's the 27 year old from Auckland, New Zealand, Electra Shock. Hmm. Her drag name was given to her by her drag mother and season one House of Drag contestant, Trinity Ice. It's a pun on Electric Shock, obviously. Electra is the third drag race contestant to have competed on another drag race series after Gia Gunn and Candy Ho. She is the first contestant to compete against the judges of the previous show, Anita Wiglet and Kidamine. So let's talk about Electric Shock, Electra Shock a little bit. Um, from the few videos I've seen, Electroshock isn't afraid to push the boundaries, but she is just a little bit lackluster in performance, even though she came in second place on um, House of Drag. Are either of you familiar with that show? I've never heard of it. So House of Drag was basically the New Zealand version of Drag Race, where they basically took a bunch of drag artists, because there were drag kings and um, AFAB performers, uh, put them in a house and made them compete doing silly, crazy challenges. Um, I watched this when I was on the uh, the uh, standby line for SNL when RuPaul and Justin Bieber were there. Uh, so that's how I was introduced with the show. Very weird, very campy, very silly. Um, but yeah, so se- second season, Electra Shock was uh, second place. And yeah, there's, there's a lot of drama from that show, but... I think the other thing that stands out about, about uh, Electra Shock is um, her gap gives Candy Muse a run for her money. <laughs> but she is trade. Everyone calls her trade. We've learned in that video. Um, I'm very low on Electra Shock. Tom's the lowest on Electra Shock at 10. So, Nicole, what do you, what do you, how, how do you feel about Electra? I mean, so I basically, I basically did my uh, my ranking 
on like the entrance looks and like how they came into the workroom. And hers was just like, it didn't really, I'm looking at it right now. It didn't really like blow me away, but it's just like, okay, girl, I, like I see you. you, you paint a pretty face and that's nice. <laughs> yeah. But she's just like, yeah, she's meh to me. She's a fair, fair. <laughs> That's fair. Tom, how do you feel? Uh, yeah, similar. Like really, she, like she looks good. I just wasn't, I'm not excited to see more. I'm not drawn in. I'm not. Yeah, that, yeah. that's how I'm feeling as well. Um, also, her tassels are very high up. <laughs> they actually <laughs> are. They're very high up. Her boobs are not the um, right spot. No, but let's let's dissect this look. Um, there are no designers listed on Instagram. Queens, I hope you do a better job at listing your designers, please. Even if these are like old looks. I mean, we, we want to celebrate your work. Um, yeah, this is a very, I don't love this look. Um, the makeup is strange. The hair is flat. Eh. I like the sleeves. <laughs> the sleeves are fun. They're big. They're poofy. Mm. But yeah, I'm very underwhelmed by Electra by this look. Yeah. yeah. I'll give it a boot. A boot. firm boot in the rear. <laughs> so I had the audience, um, toot and boot this what in March, the beginning of March. Uh, so this is the stats on that one. They were 36% to 64% boot. My question of the season for Electra is she's got a televised drag competition under her belt, but is she ready to compete on this stage? We'll find out. We'll Anything else we want to say about Electra shock? No. There you go. I think that <laughs> Turn up the voltage. Turn up the voltage. All right. Ooh. Coming in at number nine it is from perth scarlet adams scarlet is the first and currently only queen from the state of western australia to compete on drag race she is the third queen with the name scarlet to compete on drag race following scarlet envy and scarlet bobo coincidentally all three queens competed on different versions of drag race she's been performing since she's 18 and won the perth title of queen of Queen of the Court, and won Entertainer of the Year and Creative of the Year 2016, and has performed in a tribute show for RuPaul in front of RuPaul. Nicole, kick us off. How do you feel about Scarlett Adams? I, I kind of like went with uh, the the media happenings with this one, and yes. I just yes, yes, yes. I, I can't support this queen. <laughs> Very valid. I just can't support it. I mean, she looks great, but girl. Yeah, so for the listeners who are unaware, Scarlet is under fire for her racist looks. She wore a shirt with the Aboriginal flag and dark tan skin with two teeth blacked out. Other images then surfaced with Scarlet in blackface as an African-American woman and playing Asian stereotypes by wearing a sari as part of a Bollywood character. The rumor is she will be having to discuss this with Rue in the middle of the season. Ooh. Ooh. So we'll see That's how that saying, goes. Well, so that just says that uh, she's making it halfway through the season. <laughs> I mean, middle of the season. Who, who, who really knows? Is that a spoiler? No, I mean, I think this is only an eight, se- uh, eight episode season. And um, I mean, if the rumors are true about international all-stars, that's only a six episode season, which I'm like, yeah, what Tom? <laughs> Short what, and sweet. What, yeah. Tom, what do you know about Scarlet? How do you feel about Miss Adams? Um, I've only known of her since 
Drag Race mm-hmm. coming to light. Um, and yes, the bulk of what I know about her is the uh, the talk uh, that's been happening earlier. She like yeah, she looks good. She seems fun and personality. However, yes, that's um, not ideal. No, not not at all. And like it, it's wild because it was not like it was hidden. It was, I believe, on social media. So like Rue and crew could have like found that out beforehand. Yeah. Um, because it's not like racism only exists in America. It it exists all over the world. Um, yeah. so that was that coming out. I mean, obviously addressed it. Do people accept the apology? That's up to the individuals, but She's a little problematic, but that being said, yeah, she does kind of look good. Yeah, and look, we've had many problematic queens in the past. It's true. Um, I'm sure this is something we will work through. So this look, we got some designers for you. The suit is by Terry Muglar. Um, Hair by Perry Prism. Shoes by Diamond Heels. Earrings by Miss Madison 3D Printed Accessories. Yeah, I mean, it's a gorgeous suit. The hair is flat businesswoman, I guess. Uh, she, she looks poised and polished. And I don't know. I feel like until shit hits the fan, she'll probably do well. She, she's a very polished queen. Mm-hmm. She just looks like that bitchy boss. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I am going to give her a very, very, very soft toot. The designers get a toot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll give the designer a toot. What are you giving it? Yeah, agreed. The audience <laughs> was right down the middle. It was 50 50. My question of the season for Scarlett Adams is with a tarnished reputation preceding her, will Scarlett automatically get the villain edit no matter how she does on the show? Hmm. Because we, we've we've seen the queen um, get a um, invisible sort of edit um, when they have a problem, uh, but I feel like this one is not as bad in World of Wonder's eyes. So there's, I, I almost wonder if they're going to try to brush it aside a little bit. Time will tell. It's true. We, the show starts very soon, so it'll be it'll be interesting. Anything <laughs> else on Scarlet? Any other questions, comments, concerns on her? Um, I mean, a there's a lot of concerns, but <laughs> sorry, go ahead. It's a lot of highlight. It, uh, yes. Now, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I don't know if anyone saw Art's um, post yesterday, but I guess when World of Wonder uh, shared her like nine days away post uh, with a different picture, she said, that's not me. And said there was way too much Photoshop on her face. So. Uh, we'll, we'll give some of the queens some credit that the editors went a little too hard on them, but she was not happy about that. And But it's Art Simone. She's allowed to say literally whatever she wants about the show. But yeah, so our rankings on that, I was num- I was at five, Nicole was at 10, Tom was at seven. So we're, we're on the lower end with her. Next up at number eight, the youngest of the cast at 23 years old, it is et cetera, et cetera, from Sydney, Australia. Um, her name is, of course, a reference to the phrase, et cetera, et cetera. Um, her promo and entrance look is a reference to the start of her drag career, where she would often dress as a cockroach as she felt it represented survival and subversive. She's been doing drag for four years prior to Drag Race, and 
Cetera is the first queen of Lebanese descent to compete. She is the second drag race contestant whose name is a single word repeated following sister, sister. I can't believe I have to mention that bitch on this podcast again, but there we go. Um, Tom, kick us off with et cetera, et cetera. Um, I've seen et cetera, et cetera perform mm-hmm. on Oxford Street. Um, and how is she? Don't remember. Um, I just remember that she was there. Um, <laughs> now, is it don't remember because she's not memorable or don't remember because you blacked out? Um, little from column A, little from column B. <laughs> fair, um, fair, fair, fair. Um, you know, look, I... Like, she looks... Her face looks good. Mm-hmm. I don't love the outfit. And Man. I was... I, I just felt like she was just sort of at 80% as she was walking into the workroom, it was kind of just like there was like a something holding her back, which, you know, it could be a narrative that we'll get into through the show. Absolutely. She Mm. is a kook. She is so weird. Cause if you watch like the, um, the closest thing we're getting to a meet the Queens video, her answers were so ridiculous. Like her favorite song to lip sync to is the ding of the dishwasher when it's empty. Oh, finished so you can take the dishes out. I was like, who are you? Um, it's really interesting because there's not a lot of videos of most of these queens on YouTube where I just didn't dig hard enough, but I did find a performance of her singing, uh, performing I Just Want to Fucking Dance from Jerry Springer, the opera. Um, I love that song, and I feel like that song sums up who she is. She's just there to have fun and twirl. That being said, is she good at drag? That's probably another story. Nicole, how do you feel about et cetera? I mean, I agree. I think she's very pretty. Um, this is a cute outfit for her entrance look. And I, I like that she like gave it a nod and like threw a little history of herself in there. Mm-hmm. But it's very simple, I think, for like yeah. a drag race like entrance look. Like it's a lot of the other looks I think stood out a lot more to me. Yeah, um, I mean she's got stones on them, which is more to say for other people, but <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very interesting, very odd look for her. Um, I do have some designers throughout there. We have a look by Aaron Carroll Design here by Charlemagne. Um, so credit your designers. We love that. But yeah, it, I don't know. I'm, I'm mixed on it because my, my question this season for her is, she has a nut job. Is the persona going to be a fan favorite or just simply grading? Because mm. we, we've seen some weirdos do very well. But is it like a persona or is it actually real? Yeah. So I'm I'll be interested. Um, how how do the Sydney gays feel about et cetera, et cetera? Is she is she a fan favorite out there? Um there's a, a, quite a few other queens who come to mind first mm-hmm. for everybody before her. Um she's people know her. I don't mm-hmm. know how many people like would say she's her, she's their favorite queen. That's fair. Um, now, when it comes to performing nightly, are are queens out like doing gigs every night, or is it like a, just a weekend type thing? Um, in like gay bars and clubs, it would just be more of a weekend type of thing. Mm-hmm. There's occasional bits and pieces that they'll do at random other pubs during the week. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there would be queens who work necessarily every single day like gotcha. queens in New York and LA would do. 
right. um, just because it's a smaller community and there isn't necessarily the the market for it every single day of the week. That's fair. However, I've seen a lot of these girls been doing other stuff mm-hmm. completely unrelated. Uh, Coco Jumbo was part of the opening of the Australian-New Zealand travel bubble earlier in the week um, at the first flight to arrive from New Zealand. So they do other stuff. Mm-hmm. How long does it take well. to get from, uh, uh, from I guess, Sydney to um, Auckland? I think it's only two and a half hours. That's not terrible. That's good. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Now we already mentioned Perth. That's the other, and and we mentioned Sydney. How how where what geography? Where is yep. Perth in relation to Sydney? <clears throat> so Perth is the absolute opposite other side of the country. So uh-huh. it's like a like it's a five hour flight. Not like, terrible. That's about what we have here. That's what I mean. Like, like I think um, Americans don't realize how, that Australia is as big as the US in terms of area. Um, like it's the same as like a LA to mm-hmm. I don't know now, Georgia, where we're south on the east yeah. coast. Follow up on that. What American cities would you compare Sydney and Perth to? Um, I found that um, like in the culture in the gay community, Sydney's a lot like LA. Okay. Um, Melbourne's probably more in line with New York. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Perth. <laughs> There, there. <laughs> I, I no desires. I cannot comment on that. <laughs> That's fair. I had a pen um, pal in Perth. Did you? And are you still I pen did. pals? No, because that was back. <laughs> no. That was back in the day of days of AIM. Oh, the yes, children yes, don't yes. know what that is anymore. <laughs> oh no, they do not. Um, and <laughs> have, have you been to New Zealand before? No. 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 Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll. When I come down, we'll have to go on a big. Uh, down under tour to see all the queens. Ooh, yes. So I'm going to give this look a boot. I'm just not a fan of it. It's kooky, it's quirky, but I, mm, not for me. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he already Priscilla forgot about her. her. <laughs> yeah, no. There's just a lot of brown. Yeah. Poop brown. Poop poop brown. Baby hey. poop brown. Yes. Nicole, how do you feel? Boot. The audience was 61% to 39% boot. Um, I was the highest on et cetera. I just have this gut feeling that we're going to see her on our screens a lot because I feel like Rue's going to like that personality. And we know how Rue is when she likes someone. She'll mm-hmm. you know, manipulate things a little bit. Um, so yeah, I had her at four, Nicole at seven, Tom at nine. So eh, we're middle of the road on her. Next up is the 31-year-old from Auckland, New Zealand. It's Anita Wiglet. Her name is a pun on I Need to Wiggle It. She was the host of the New Zealand drag competition show House of Drag, which ran two seasons. Anita and Kidamine are a drag duo. Together they own the Luzi, a famous drag restaurant in Auckland, started a monthly drag event called Drag Wars. They are the first drag duo to compete on Drag Race and the first host and judges to compete on another competition. They are the second queens to be a host, judge, and competitor after Brooklyn Heights. And they will be, and, and Anita is the first and only queen to compete against who they judge on their show, Electra Shock. I think she is interesting. I like Anita. Um, 
I learned that after four years of doing drag in Auckland, she moved to Canada to study for two years and then entered a competition called Vancouver's Next Drag Superstar. Um, but I find her very campy and very dynamic. I can see her doing well because she's kind of versatile when it comes to performance. But Nicole, you'll get this one. And maybe you see it, maybe you don't. But I'm getting Marty Gold Cummins vibes. Yep. <laughs> no. That yeah, it's with a little bit of Chelsea Pierce. That, that, very, very that. But, um, who? Wow. Um, <laughs> in, yeah, it's really interesting. How do you both feel about um, a judge from another show becoming a competitor? I think it'll be interesting to see how she takes critiques mm-hmm. in that sense, like, and how she works. Like, it'd be interesting to see how she works with the other girls. Yeah. But she probably has this, like, praise about herself yeah but really she was just a judge on a local new zealand drag competition um basically support small support local drag <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting because it's not i wouldn't equate the show to like a apologies a camp on a because it was broadcast nationally in new zealand um but it was very kind of low budget compared to what drag race is so it's going to be very interesting. Um, if you have Daily Motion, the second season is fully available on Daily Motion, so you can definitely check that out. Um, but I, I'm excited by her. There's something fun, and just this this, this photo and this look. She didn't come to play. She's she, she's here to like slay. She's gonna do it. I feel like she's poised. She's she knows who she is, and I think compared to some of the other queens, that's gonna give her an advantage. Agreed. I originally, when I ranked her originally, I was kind of just like first glance going off of her. <laughs> and now just like I keep staring at this photo and she's kind of winning me over a little bit more. It's a power pose. It's definitely a power pose. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you there. Like when I first went through this list, I wrote meh next to her name. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards her um, the more I look at her. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's interesting to see, because again, I, as someone who watches enough reality shows, I watch the edit, I watch the see teasers, I watch all the Meet the Queens things, you see who the show is trying to promote. She's kind of prevalent in that uh, teaser. Mm-hmm. She, she's got yeah. a lot of airtime, so I think that is an advantage on her end. Um, I do believe that her, Electra, and Kitta did a TV spot in New Zealand um, to promote the show after filming, I'm assuming. Because um, And then Michelle did that same interview. Uh, so obviously, as the New Zealand queens, they're going to have a little more airtime there. But I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the show is going to like her. And having the ability to know how to host a show, I think she's going to be able to relate to Rue in a level that Rue's going to appreciate. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, my question of the season for her is, can you need to make the transition from judge to a contestant? So we'll see. And it sounds like, again, I don't know much about the Auckland drag scene, that her and Kidamine are kind of probably the top tier queens having their own drag restaurant and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this look, I think, is really, really fun. I love the spikes. Um, it's kind of dirty and naughty, but also playful. 
Yeah, she's mm. like a Black Widow demon. <laughs> yeah, with a lot of highlighter I, again. Yeah, I love a pointy <laughs> shoulder. Yeah, um, and everyone loves pleasers because pleasers are the best boots to wear in drag. Mm-hmm. Um, but no designers are listed here, um, aside from you know pleasers because who else makes those boots? Um, right. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a two. I like it. Yes, two. Yeah, I'll give it a two. The audience was 67%, two, 33% boot. So, yeah. Anything else to talk about with Anita Wiglet? She needs to wiggle it. She sure does. She sure does. <laughs> we love a punny name. All right. Next up is the 30-year-old from Sydney, Australia. It is Coco Jumbo. Coco is the second queen to be named Coco to beat on Drag Race behind Coco Montres. She was voted Sydney's favorite drag queen and diva entertainer of the year 2017. Coco and fellow Down Under season one castmate Jojo Zaho are the second and third indigenous Ocean queens to compete on Drag Race behind Britta Filter. Oh, I'm sorry, Britta. Um, from what I've seen, Coco seems to be a classic drag queen, and I don't know. I'm interested. Nicole, how do you feel about Coco? She's really pretty, and she just seems like she has like a really nice personality. Mm-hmm. Um, the look is a, a little simple. That is how I, I feel mean, about Coco. It, it looks kind of like she got it from like a store. Like it looks kind of off the rack. Okay. Mm-hmm. A fancy off the rack, but off the rack. Absolutely. Tom, how do you feel? Um, I really enjoy Coco. I've seen her a lot. So you do Sydney. remember her? Um, oh, yes. Everybody <laughs> knows Coco Jumbo. Um, yeah, big personality, lots of fun. Always looks together, polished. Mm-hmm always has everything down pat. However, yes, this dress is a little underwhelming, which um, I think I did see in the promo that Rue does have something to say about it. She sure does. I don't know if it's <laughs> this look or what, oh, a future look. Or if but there's she, something that comes in, but yeah. Oh, yeah. She, she got words for Coco. Um, but yeah, Coco seems like a very accessible and strong drag queen, but does she have that spark to set her apart from the rest? Because but you can do the drag standards, you can do the attitude, but if you're just a generic drag queen, you're not going to win drag race. Yeah. But yeah, no, she has a great smile. Um, this photo, let's talk about this look. Um, does she have like a little matching handbag to match the look? Is that what we got there? Is that what's on her wrist? Yes, it looks it like it, yeah. Um, no designers are listed once again. I, it's a pretty I color. It's a, that's the thing. I think that's why I'm drawn to it. I think it is a very simple look and the hair is very, you know, basic and fun and, and curls are beautiful, but it's the color looks so beautiful on her. Yeah. And I think that's I what I would I'm like if her to. tights were a little closer to her tights seem a little light. Listen, I don't know. I mean, we're recording this before the drag race finale. I don't know if y'all have seen the, um, the picture of Rue on the, the uh, stage of the show and the beautiful dress. And then you see her um, shoes. She's wearing heels that are strapless heel, like, you know, strapped heels. And then you see her tights and there's just like, it's embarrassing. Just, just put I, on your, your, your um, I, nanny. I'm nanny excited slippers. to see it now. <laughs> yeah. It's it. If you look on my Instagram, I just circled the picture right in the feet. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, back to that. The skin color was not the best color for her, which is RuPaul. Come on, just show your fucking legs. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like this look. I'm going to give it a two. 
she just barely crosses the line to me to two. Like it's mm-hmm. it's she's right on that line. It's more like a oot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she it's looks really oot. pretty. She looks good. It's just a little maybe underwhelming for mm-hmm. Drag Race entrance look. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tutor boot. Two tish. Two tish. The audience very much in the middle for her. 56% toot, 44% boot. Now, you've seen Coco. What what would you say is a standard for her? What what songs would she perform or mixes? What is her go-to? Um, oh. The last time I remember seeing her perform, I was at in um, Arc Sydney, which is a staple nightclub on the mm-hmm. Sydney gay nightlife scene. Um, upstairs late in the evening, which if you're up there by that point, it's been an evening. Um, <laughs> and she loves a medley. Okay. Um, and I think there was some Gaga in there. That's a good thing. We love um, Gaga. Yeah. Like some fairly generic gay artists and music is what I've seen her perform most. That's fair. Um, sounds sounds very generic. Generic drag um, queen. But very fun. Like she does a good job of it and she's she's a performer. Nice. A, pro- a professional performer. Like she does it very well. Nicole, you were the highest on her at four. I was seven. Tom was six. So we're, we're feeling okay about her. She, she'll, she'll do well. Yeah. I do have a um, nice story about Coco. A couple of years ago, um, she made it onto local news in Australia. Um, one Saturday night, her and a few other queens were like leaving one of the clubs. And there was this gay guy on, on Oxford Street. Oxford Street is like the epicenter of mm-hmm. gays in Sydney, um, who was actually being attacked by a group of straight men. Um, And Coco, in full drag, intervened in this brouhaha and picked this guy up and threw him onto the street. And he ran away never to be seen again. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. That sounds like a story that is going to be discussed on the show. Yes, and, you know, the, the guys gave her back all this attitude when she first walked up and obviously not realising that there was a, I don't know, what, six foot four Islander man underneath all that wig and dress. And <laughs> it was over for them. Yeah, yeah, it sounds it. Yeah. That's funny. Now, th- you brought that up. Obviously, I, I sometimes poke fun at you because you, you are tall. All of your friends are over six one six two um is this a tall cast or were you looking at a tall group of ladies um um i guess we'll find out once the show. Uh, yeah there's a couple of others that are a little bit smaller from what i can recall i remember things, art being yeah. on the shorter side personally yeah, i but. feel like that's correct yes um and, yeah. and i think our next our next person might be on the shorter side um, as the old one of the season at 46 years old from Sydney, Australia, we are going to discuss Maxi Shield. Um, I, I take notes, Maxie. and uh, yeah, so I take notes on the uh, RuPaul's Drag Race Wikia. 
there's not a single thing on Maxi on that page. So I don't know if the Redditors, the little kids don't care about Maxi Shield or if there's just nothing to talk about. So, Tom, kick us off with Maxi Shield. You had her at number one. Yeah, I love her. She's just this beautiful personality and campy, fun queen who just always has this good vibe and mm-hmm. makes you happy when you see her. And she'll she's lovely and stuff. We'll have a chat. Like, she's there to have a good time. She's there yeah. to be part of the community and meet people. Would you she's say not- she's one of the, the top tiers of Sydney drag? Um, I'd say she's up there, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I don't see her perform as often as some of the other queens, um, unless maybe she just performs at venues that I don't Fair. frequent. Um, but she is fairly staple on the Sydney drag scene. Yes. Nice. Nicole, how do you feel about Maxie? I like her. She gives me this, like, she kind of gives me Lauren Ordair vibes. Fair. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I, You know, I love a queen with a sleeve. I, I love tattoos. So, mm-hmm. and this, this is a great look. I think it is simple, but it's classy. The way she was moving around in it and when she did her entrance, I thought was really nice. Um, it's yeah, a I deep like plunge. It's a very deep plunge. It's, yes. <laughs> Those titties so make we love a deep fly. Plunge. She loves to show off her girls, yes. Uh, does she? Does she? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, she she seems like she's an old school entertainer who's been around the block. Um, and yeah, my question for the season is, as the Elder States woman of the season, will Maxie be able to keep up with the kids? Um it sounds like Tom, she she's ready to have a party, so she'll she'll be able to keep up with them. Yeah, I think so. I think uh Maxie will be a someone that'll be in the season for a while. So this look yes. Yeah, so this look is apparently the wig is by Wigs by Vanity, look by Kristen Damned. Side note about Miss Vanity. Um, the rumors are Vanity was cast on the season but had to back out because she had a broken wrist. Oh. Um, and for those who don't know, Vanity is Wigs by Vanity, these beautiful hair units. She's also the best friend of Courtney Act. Yes. So expect her on season two. But yeah, I don't know. I like the look. I was not sold on Maxi and Tom you had her at one Nicole you got her at five I was at ten so we're oh. completely oh. all over the map on Maxi <laughs> um and she's right in the middle for us so it's very very interesting but yeah this look just seems so basic to me yeah it's fun but I would see a a, reg, a, a drag queen at a club wear this not in an entrance look for drag race yeah, okay. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Cool. She has uh, a great waist in it. I love a good waistline. That so. is true. That is true. To be fair, listeners, you will probably call me out if I don't call myself out. I have a, a, a slight reputation of ranking some of the older queens lower on my list and then starting to fall in love with them in the season. So maybe this will be another Tamisha Mon moment for me. We will totally <laughs> see. So that being said, I'm going to give this look a boot. I'm tooting it. Yeah, it's a toot for me. The audience, they they are also an, around your your size. Sixty one percent toot, thirty nine percent boot. So 
two thirds happy, one third sad. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. Listen, Tom, you're kind of selling me on Maxie. I'm excited to see what she's got to bring. And again, yeah, I feel like she, even from everything we've seen so far, I feel like she will be someone who's going to be able to keep up with Rue, and that is always integral. Yes. Yes. All right. Next up, one of the most famous queens in the scene. It is from Melbourne, Karen from Finance. Um, <laughs> speaking on Hey Queen, she and her friends were buying clothes for a costume party, and her friend said she chose a dress that looked like something Karen from Finance would wear, and thus that is how she got her drag name. Prior to Drag Race, Karen was already well-known in the drag scene fandom due to her unique name being referenced by many queens, mostly Katya and Trixie Mattel on Uh. Karen faced some fire recently when it was reported that she was uh, to have been involved with some racially insensitivity after photos emerged showing a tattoo of a gollywog. Um. I obviously don't, I'm a little unfamiliar with that. Tom, do you want to speak on that at all? Um, I hadn't really heard much about that in terms of Karen. Um, but what, what the, why Gollywog is offensive. Oh, is that not a thing in over there? It's not real, not, not that it's not offensive here. It's just not, I, I wouldn't say relevant or prevalent that much here. Because I know it's yeah, an right. original thing. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just a um, insensitive term and mm-hmm. concept to do with Indigenous people. Yeah, and I, I in know. Australia. And yeah. Apparently, she had come out and said that she may, like, as growing up, she always had Gollywog um, dolls and stuff. So she didn't know. Yeah, the dolls are very common um, within white people's houses um and yeah it's just it's not good it's not great um yeah yeah it's just one of those things that like i don't know kind of like the anti-mask people like they get really uppity about it Mm -hmm. um no you can't make me get rid of this or you can't make me wear this whatever but it's just kind of like a guys just let it go they're not they're not even cute dolls (laughs) fair now, for me, Karen is the epitome of camp, but yeah. she's also the kind of the epitome of basic and generic. Um, I watched her uh, Karen Gets Fired mix, which is absolutely hilarious. And when it comes to spoken word, she is very, very, very strong lip syncer. Um, but yeah, obviously, I knew who she was prior to the show. And when there was even an announcement that Drag Race Down Under was going to be a thing, I knew Karen was going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. Nicole, how do you, how, what are your thoughts on Karen from finance? Um, I mean, I ranked her low, just, be, you know, yes. try to rank low, with, like I follow the, the trends, but um, she seems likable. And I know she did, I did read somewhere that she came out and apologized for her tattoo and supposedly got it removed. Yeah. And had it removed. So I was like, you know what? You took the steps. You, you admitted you were wrong or you did something wrong and you actually took a step to, correct it and fix it so um i think she's gonna go pretty far in the competition because she just seems like she has like the package of it absolutely and 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 the only thing that scares me is like when we have this a legacy on the show or someone who's so well known sometimes that backfires like tainomi banks 
Joe Black. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared for Karen. I'm a little scared for her because we have all built up this idea that Karen from finance is this Australian goddess because Trixie and Katya told us, I hope she's got the goods to back it up. Yeah. She also kind of reminds me of, um, <laughs> well, this photo specifically, she reminds me of a, a queen that, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, say it, say it, say it. <laughs> Name redacted. kind of, you know, was, <laughs> redact we'll call her redacted. Yeah. She reminds um, me of redacted. Yeah, from season 12. Um, yeah, 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 no, I, yeah. I, I totally see it. And it's it's because they're, they've, they're both very similar shapes. Um, definitely have that campy attitude to it. I'll give you the, the designers for the look. It is look by Tristan Seabom, hat by Philip Rhodes, hair by Lux Wigs, styled by uh, Lux Wigs, styled by Esther Ricks. Get it? Esther Ricks? Esther Ricks? When I read that out loud, I was like, that's funny. Um, and nails by Ice Cream Nails. Um, no, she's very put together. She knows how to put together a look. This is very simple, but when she says that her favorite song to lip sync to is 9 to 5, five yeah. yeah. This is it. I get it. Um, I, I, I'm excited for Karen because this is really going to be our first foray officially to see Karen in the drag race world. My yeah. question of the season for her is Karen catapulted into the fandom thanks to Trixie and Katya, but will her talent be at the same level as her star power? We hope so. We yeah. hope so. We hope so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give this look a toot because I think it's very well put together and really showcases exactly who she is. Yeah, I agreed. Toot for me. Yeah, it's a toot. She's also, I think, the only queen so far that has listed her nails. That's true. That is very true. Because I've been seeing um, a lot of these nails and I know they did not just come from, you know, CVS. That is accurate. Yeah, no, e even the um, season 13 queens did not always share their nail designers as well. Come on, the nail designers work just as hard to put together your look. But yeah, I, I listen, I am very excited for Karen from Finance. I've been a fan. I've, I, I, I think it's going to go either way. Where is she going to go far? I have written number two because I th simply think the fans would freak out if she didn't go far, but I could see her bombing also. I had her at two, Nicole at nine. Tom, you're at four, so we'll see. We'll see how she goes. Mm -hmm. All right. Number three. Are you ready to find out who we placed and uh, ranked number three? Our top three. Our top three. Number three at 34 years old from Auckland, New Zealand. It's ketamine. Her name is a pun on the anesthetic drug ketamine. Kid has started drag by dressing up for a New Year's Eve party. And as I mentioned, her and Anita the Wiglet are a drag duo, duo who co-own Kaluzi, um, started the monthly drag competition called Drag Wars. They are the first duo to compete. Um, I think she's fun. Yeah. Nicole, yeah. what do you think? I like her. Because um, <laughs> I look at, especially this entrance look, and I just see that it, it shows me that sort of like classic Priscilla drag mm -hmm. um, that was just super campy, wild, and fun, and just didn't necessarily have to be like um, glamorous. But this, I mean, she looks gorgeous. This hair makes me think of uh, Miss Sherry Poppins because she always wears yes. the like foam wigs and things like that. Um, she looks like she has a great personality and is going to be a great fucking performer to watch every week 
Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so I mentioned that interview that her, Electra, and um, Anita did. She wore this look on that interview. So part of me is like, is she just trying to bide her time? Is she going to go out early? And she just wants to make sure everyone knows she looks good. Because um, we've oh. definitely we have definitely seen people in promo looks go full out because that's the only memory you're going to have of them. Mm. Um, Tom, how do you feel about ketamine? Yeah, I really enjoy what I've seen of her on the promo. I didn't know of her previously, but I really enjoy this look. It's very fun. I and it's it's just so over the top. Um, and that's what I'm here for. And yeah, big Priscilla vibes from the wig. And she seems bubbly and fun. And yeah. Excited. I'm very excited to see more. Um, so because you both have not seen House of Drag, Kidamine has lost a significant amount of weight. Like she was double the size. She would have been like the plus size queen. Um, so this good on her. And that was only like a year and a half ago, maybe before that filming. So I'm excited to see how, if that plays any role into how she performs on the show and being comfortable and happy in your skin. But my question is, Kidamine is battling against her sis and duo partner. Will there be a competition to get the best of her? Mm. I'm excited to see how an actual duo competes against each other. Yeah, it's not really ever been done. At we've least, had, you know, yeah, find out. We, we've had like quote unquote sisters compete against each other, um, but none that are like actual, you know, business partners. partners. Um, so that's fun. I'm I'm excited for her. Um, the I don't have a complete rundown of her designers, but I do know that her hair is by Film a Box. <laughs> that is the designer and the drag queen's name, Film a Box. <laughs> And we'll talk about Film a Box next, but this look is ex- such a sensational. It's colorful. It, it you, you said it already. It, it's Priscilla realness. Um, she shows me that she's here to have fun, and that's what we should be doing when we watch drag and watch Drag mm-hmm. Race. So I'm excited to see how she does. I will give this an absolute toot. Toot? Yeah. It's a shoot, <laughs> as they said. <laughs> Audience was 97% toot, 3% boot. Wow. So, well, those 3% need to just vote again. Yeah, right? All right, number two. Who's ready for, well, to, to go to Kidamine, I had her the lowest at eight. Tom at five. Nicole, you have her as your winner. I just love her. I think she's great. Yeah. All right, number two um, is my favorite drag name of the season, JoJo's a Ho. Hilarious. That's funny. It's so uh, funny. 30 years old from Newcastle, Australia. Tom, tell us where that's, Newcastle that, is. Uh, it's that's my hometown. It's, um, oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, so it's like two-hour drive north of Sydney. Okay. Um, and it's... It's small it, c- compared to American cities, but it's not the smallest place in Australia. There. It's the nice. sixth largest city in Australia, actually. Um, but that doesn't mean a lot. It's like two is it Is it inland or is it on the water? No, it's on the coast. It's like a beach. Mm-hmm town nice um, yeah yes. the only other thing i really know about um australia is um that tv show instant home it was on netflix uh, where every, it's okay, like an airbnb yeah. competition where yeah, everyone yeah, has yeah. to like compete yeah, yeah, with that their, one. Yes, their yeah, yeah, homes yeah. um so like i remember that and i remember like bondi beach and all these places i'm like i want to go to all these places they look cool um but back back to jojo 
Her That's name right. is a pun of Jojo is a hoe, uh, with the first part being her uh, nickname for her real name, John. Jojo's drag mother is Thelma Box, um, also made her hair. Jojo is the only queen from season one to come from New South Wales, but not live in Sydney. Jojo's promo look is the colors of the Aboriginal Australian flag. She is the first Aboriginal Australian queen to compete and the second Ocean queen to compete after Britta. Tom, how do you feel? What do you, th- what do you think about Jojo, your hometown girl? I'll be honest, I've never actually seen her live. Um, but I've known of her for a while. She does a lot in terms of building the gay and drag scene in mm-hmm. Newcastle, which there, which has been very flaky, I guess. Like, there's nothing that really sticks. There's no, like, like there's no gay bar at all in mm-hmm. Newcastle anymore. Um, so there are a few queens that really push this, like, building this community and safe spaces and events to do, and JoJo's one of those. Um, and in terms of this look, I really, I really love it, I think. She's really fun. She looks sexy, but campy. And yeah, I just very much enjoy her whole demeanor. Yeah, I, I, I mean, forward. Yeah. Obviously, my ignorance, I didn't know that these were the Aboriginal Australian flag colors. So I think paying homage to that is amazing and incredible. And yeah. As we saw in UK, it's always really cool to learn about the history of the home country as they are going through the season. And I hope we get to hear a lot about um, Aboriginal uh, life in the Mirror Talks because that's where we learn a lot. So I'm, I'm excited by JoJo. Nicole, how do you yeah. feel about JoJo? I I love her. I, I think this like sort of pop art makeup is really fun to do. Um, and- the fact like the details of her entrance look down to the fact that her shoes are also clear. <laughs> Correct. I, I think it's just, it's, there's such detail here. So she, I can tell that she's very polished. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of good things from her this season, just based on like this entrance look and just like the little bit we saw in the, the little preview. Yeah. So what's interesting for my question I wrote, Jojo seems to be, have developed a unique paint with the white accents. How long before Michelle Visage reads it, reads her for it? Mm, um, because if you weeks. go through her, yeah, right? Yeah. If you go through her Instagram, she's, she has a lot of looks with this very similar paint. It's so cool, but we know how Michelle is with this similarity. So I fear for that, but I do think this is a really cool look. And again, what, I don't know, is it plastic hair? What, what is the material? It's just so cool. Her and Kitty. It looks like it's like a rubber. Cool. Yeah, it's just, it's really awesome. And normally I would say this looks very basic, but the way she styled it, it's a really cohesive look. Mm-hmm. I love the big bow in the back too. Right? And again, because of the cohesiveness of that clear plastic dress, it's the only way you get uh, away with those heels. Because mm-hmm. it's cohesive. Tom, how do you feel? I feel like you're making a lot of faces about JoJo's look. I really love it. I think it's like all the notes that you're saying are like fair in terms of like, it could just be really basic. Really. It's just a bodysuit with a piece of fabric wrapped around her waist. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's the details in that it's the, yeah, the bow on the back, the clear shoes, the bow on the the top of the stockings, the, the way she's put it together. 
makes it look really perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I think she's going to be fun. I, I have her in the middle of the pack for me at six. You both have her at three. Yeah. I keep zooming. I'm zooming in to see what's in her purse. Well, that actually, I was just about to say that is the Aboriginal flag. Um, like oh, that is red, right there? It's like red and black with a yellow circle in the middle. Um, Whoa, wow. that's brilliant. That's so cool. But I'm unsure what that is because the gold. The gold looks like a coin purse. Yeah. The red looks like it might be a lighter yeah. or maybe a lipstick. Yeah. I think it's the black is a flask. Um, yeah, a flask or a mirror or something. But yeah, she's laid them in there exactly how the flag looks. That's, so that's really cool. That's so she's smart. Gone, okay. Yeah. L- listen, very if, you, there. If, if you can pay attention to detail, you are going to excel on Drag Race on the runway. Um, so I, I do, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning really high to JoJo and I'm glad we have her at number two. Um, because again, I, I'm hoping we hear, hear about her story and everything, um, she has to say, because if you're bringing your, your heritage to the, your first look and showing who you are, good on you. I love it. Um, I'll give this a toot. Love it. Toot all the way. Big toot. Audience was 60% to 40% boot. So they were not feeling it on first glance. So revote. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I demand Listen to this recount. podcast and then vote. And we're at our last queen. And shocker of all shockers to literally nobody. Number one, we have ranked Art Simone. 28 from Melbourne. Um, Art has appeared at every single drag con in LA and New York City since it began. I don't remember if she went to um, drag con UK, but it is actually very possible that she was there as well. She has been featured already on WoW Presents Plus with her show Highway to Heal. Art has an incredible personality, incredibly campy performer. She is the queen you want to see. Um, I think her Instagram is one of the most curated examples of how to aspire to do drag. I don't know how she does it because she comes up with so many looks, but she repeats it and none of us have no any idea because she's able to patch it together in such a strong way. Um, Art is an incredible host. And again, I all I thought alongside a lot of people that Rue was grooming us to know who Art Simone was through DragCon and through these series because Art was going to host this show. She's not hosting this show. She is a She's contestant. Gonna win it. She's going to win that's, that's how I feel. I, like, Maybe she'll host next season. Right. It's yeah, like, it's okay, Rue's here. Winner gets it. And, and is my question already is, is Art Simone is a clear front runner, not only due to her talent, but how big of a name she is. Will Art live up to the hype or will the pressure get the best of her? Can Art lose? What would Art have to do to lose? Wear that again on the, the pride challenge. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, like, I, this is what is so incredible about Art. Art knows exactly what she's doing. At one of the drag cons, when they had all like the backdrops and everything you take photos of, she wore this look at, in the entrance of the back for the backdrop. She's worn this look into a workroom already. She knows what she's doing. This is Mr. Art Simone, and it's perfection. I love her. Um, I did get to meet her very, very briefly at DragCon 2018, I want to say. I have a photo of her in my gallery on Instagram from that uh, DragCon. I'm big hype on Art Simone. How do you both feel? 
I love it. It's the same thing as like the um with before. Like this detail is great. Like I'm zooming in, looking at the nails and seeing the nails have multicolor paint splatter on them, and it's just mm. she's so polished, so together. I uh, I just can't wait to see everything she does on the show. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I, again, if you don't you didn't know who Art Simone was um, prior to the show go through her Instagram because she's incredible. But one of the most incredible looks she did at um, DragCon was she wore an entirely holographic outfit. So when you take a photo with the flash, it shines. It's so amazing. I don't know how she gets all these looks or what kind of money she is in or what she does on the side, but our Simone's (laughs) got a nice pocketbook to to have an incredible runway. Um, it's yeah. all going to come down to reference points. And again, I don't think I've ever seen art in something I hated. So I, I'm excited. Tom, did you know Art Simone prior to Drag Race? Yeah, um, she's very um, prevalent everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of... I see her on, in like television commercials a lot. Uh-huh. Um, like she's the go-to queen if you need a really together drag queen for businesses right. to actually like put on TV. Um, and yeah, there was actually, uh, I think it was an insurance company had this whole range of ads that were like teamed up with. So the show of hers, you mentioned earlier, highway to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, what is about the broken heel festival, which is located in broken hill, which is in like, bum fuck nowhere in New South Wales like it is <laughs> out 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 it actually is it does feature in Priscilla Queen of the Desert um, I think at one point um, but yeah so she is a big part of that festival and mm-hmm. yeah this one particular company did a whole range of ads of her in coordination with that festival which was great to see um, yeah She's a, I don't think many people would know her name, but they would know her if they saw her. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I'm very excited to see what she's got to bring. And I think I'm also very excited to see how Rue treats her because they have a relationship. Like if you go back, they've definitely interacted at DragCon. Rue knows who she is. Yeah. And I wonder if that's going to be a detriment or not because the, the expectations are so high for her. Like, if she goes out early, I'm excited for that podcast just because there's a lot to talk about. But I'm also like, you're deprave, depriving me of Art Simone on my TV. So I, I'm very excited to see how Art is going to handle this show. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope she handles it all right. Um, let's hope it's not another Michelle Visage adore Delano on All Stars 2. Right, moment absolutely. Of not being able to handle being told you're not good. Um, now, yeah. I, I, what I was going to say is I can also see her being the diva of the cast and thinking she yeah. is way above them all. I don't mm-hmm. know who knows each other really aside from, you know, the House of Drag Queens, who really knows each other um, within That's the scene. Yeah. Um, I know recently yeah. that we've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of um, spots where Art and uh, Karen have been doing shows together. And I think Art and, um, et cetera, et cetera, had done a show together. So, like, obviously, post show, we can see the matchups, but I'm curious to know, like, when you enter the room, oh my God, I know this person. Um, yeah. Those are always fun to find out. But yeah, I, I feel like, 
kind of with art, like any of those contestants would be like, oh my God, this is the envy Peru of the season. Why are we even here? Who is, are we competing for second place? Envy <laughs> Peru fucking had it from the beginning. We all knew. But yeah. my other question, because I think we've said all we need to say about art, right? Well, well oh, we yeah. have to do it. I mean, two, obviously, right? Two. Two, yeah. Tells us exactly uh, who she is. It is the audience. Awesome. The <laughs> audience was 100% too. So every, everyone's wow. here for this. But my question is, I haven't heard anything. What's the prize package? Is there a prize package? <laughs> you get to get flown to Hollywood, Hollywood, California. Could you imagine Art winning and being like, you get a Wild Presents Plus show? And bitch be like, oh. I already have one. Um, you get to be the host. Right. Or in like um, Drag Race Holland, you win a dress. Yeah. <laughs> so An who, ugly who knows? Dress too. <laughs> right. Now, uh, spoiler alert. When the rumors of Envy Pro being on International All-Stars were floating around, I said if she does not walk in the entrance with that dress on, she failed. But uh, if you've not seen the photos, the she does the best she can with that look. It's not flattering for her at all. Um, but yeah, we don't know the prize package at this moment. Are there any? Like are there any rules like they have in the BBC where you're not allowed to have monetary? No, prizes? it's like because it's on stand. Like, okay. yeah, they could do whatever they want. Um, that was just what? yeah a BBC thing. Is Stan a television or a streaming service? No, so it's it, it's it's Netflix basically. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, between Stan and Netflix, you have basically everything that we need to watch. Oh, nice, nice. Mm. And where where yeah. where are you all able to watch the American version of Drag Race? Also on Stan. So everything goes on Stan. The UK one, um, but like the Holland one wasn't on there. I, okay. We've got Wow Presents right. as well to pick up all of those. But yeah. Nice. So I like to yes. go yes. through the um, Instagram count of the Queens before the season officially begins. Um, so these are as of yesterday. Um, who do you, th- okay, obviously we know who's going to be number one. Who do you think number two is? Good. Who have we got? Um, Karen? I could see Karen. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go through them for you. In dead last is Electroshock with 7,777 followers, which is crazy because she won the fucking show, but whatever. (laughs) Next is Anita Wiglet at 10.8 thousand, followed by Jojo Zaho at 12.4 thousand. Next is Coco Jumbo, 15.5 thousand. Next we have Kitamine at 16.4 thousand. Followed by Scarlet Adams, 17.1 thousand. Then Maxi Shield, 17.8 thousand. Tied with et cetera, et cetera, at 17.8 thousand. With second place, Karen from Finance, 69.3 thousand. And Art Simone has a whopping 142 thousand followers on Instagram. So. That's more than I have. Yeah, me too. I think it's more than the three of us have combined, possibly. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> So those are our queens. How, how are you feeling now that we've talked about all 10 of them? I'm excited for the season. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I just wanted to start. <laughs> I, I agree. I, and this will, we'll be sharing this soon, but the, by next week, we're, <laughs> we don't get a break from Drag Race. There's something on. 
always. It's it's <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Um, and I think we are at an eight episode season, so it's only gonna be two months of this, unless there's gonna be like you know some COVID special again. Um, oh, eight hundred saves, like right. Um, now I know there like are spoilers. Season just go on forever, right? I know there are a lot of spoilers out there. I've heard a couple things that I'm like, I don't believe it's true. And I've also heard things that I'm like, okay, that that makes sense. But the one thing I will say is I've heard that it is the worst Snatch game in the history of the franchise. Oh, really? I can't wait. That is what I heard. So again, I don't know how true it is. You know how those Redditors are. Um, They like to throw things out there. But I, I am very excited to meet these queens on our screen because I, I think it's a very vibrant, fun cast. And as someone who is drawn to campier drag in general, I think that's where we're going to get all season. And I'm very, very excited by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any other final thoughts to wrap this podcast up? There's a lot of trade in the season. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> and I let, look let, forward to it. A, let's take a moment for that. Who who would you say the trade of the season is? I haven't really oh, located who is who yet, but it's the hat. I think it's. The I hat. think that's. I think that's it. I, I can't wait and to see who is actually who out of drag because those little clips. I was like, oh hi. I believe, and I just want to meet the pit crew again. That's true. I believe the one with the hat is Scarlet. Scarlet Adams. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I know, right? Mm. Why does the hot ones only have to be problematic? Tom, who's your trade of the season? Um, oh, I'm just. Okay, I think it's yeah. I think it's probably Scarlett Adams. Damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> oh, actually, uh, JoJo out of drag. Yeah. Mm. Not bad. Not nice. bad. I've seen him on Grinder before. Oh. Wow. Well, I'm excited because we we know what they do with all um, the confessional looks. Everyone loves to play around with them and have fun with them. So I'm excited to see what we're going to get. But yeah, yeah, it's a very, very pretty cast in and out of drag, I'm sure. Um, On the younger side again, but that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, I I think this is going to be a really fun season. And I am optimistic that it's going to go so well. We're already going to have a season two ready to go. Hopefully, yeah. And do you call them seasons or series in Australia? Season series would be the whole all show, of the season, which is yes. not what they do in the UK, which is so confusing. Um, yeah, right. But <laughs> to wrap this up, where can we find you on social media and Venmo or whatever app you use to collect money? Who me? Yeah, both of you. Oh, yeah, I am Tom Fay with two Ys, T-O-M-F-A-Y-Y. Find me on everything you can possibly imagine. And that is my username for everything. (laughs) Why why two Ys? Because someone hooked it already? Uh, Yeah, yeah, F-A-Y was already taken. Of course, of course. And Nicole? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Dime Queen NYC, D-Y-M-E Queen NYC. And that is my Venmo and my Instagram. Amazing. Well, thank you both for being here and chatting about the new Queens and the new season. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you.
A huge thanks to Nicole and Tom for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.